Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. We're back from a little break we took. Uh, let's dive into the fights we didn't get to talk about last week because we did take a break. I'm your host, Jace Garcia. I'm here with Jared Jones. Now, let's let's talk about Lomachenko. He defended his WBA and WBO lightweight titles and also gained the WBC lightweight championship in a unanimous decision against Luke Campbell. And to be honest, this is the toughest fight I've ever seen Lomachenko have. He... This was the most I've seen him struggle ever. Really? Yeah. In, in my opinion, what did you think of the fight? I, I mean, boxing's the only sport where you win 11-1, 11-1, and can have a tough fight. That's yeah. dominant anywhere else. If the Yankees win 11-1, yeah, you know, that's a dominant performance. Um, and I, that's how I had it, 11-1. So tough to call it his toughest fight when he lost a fight by decision. Um, but... But I will say, Campbell, this is a tough guy. Yeah. This is a tough guy. This, you want Loma because he's, he's our pound-for-pound pound number one guy. You want him to walk over people. But nobody's ever done that to Campbell. He has two losses, both by split decision. Arguably won both fights against Mendy and Linares. Um, Loma is that much better than the competition. That when a guy has... Never been soundly defeated. He loses 11 to 1 to yeah. Loma. That's how good this guy is. And constant body work. He, he dedicated himself to body work early on. It paid off late. That's how you break a guy down that's that good. You know, I think yeah. we drew a blueprint for how to beat Campbell. <laughs> but Loma, he's, yeah. I don't know if he'll lose. Not till he gets old. Uh, Father was, Time's undefeated. Yeah. Was there anything in that fight you say... Saw holes of Loma or any any weaknesses that you saw in that fight that you haven't seen in a prior Loma. Um, no, and I think they go without saying when you have a a really skilled boxer, you get on top of him. You know, May yeah. Maydana uh, was able to be successful against Floyd Mayweather Jr. because he just stayed on top of him the whole time. And if Loma's going to struggle with guys, the guy that beat him, uh, uh, Salido, that's how he did it. You stay on top of him, hit him low, headbutt him, hold him, you know, turn it into a fist fight. And every moment that you give him where you're matching boxing spills, skills in space with him, he's going to make you look silly. And that's probably anybody on the planet, barring he moves up or gets old. All right. Uh, and we do have... A possibility of another fight for Lomachenko. Because Javante Tank Davis vacated his junior lightweight title to move up to lightweight. And you know he's been calling out Loma for a long time now. Do you think this is the fight to make? <laughs> Floyd, come get your boy. <laughs> Floyd, come get your boy. Tank is not ready. And he hasn't fought the level of competition you want to fight to build up to that type of fight. He's never been in the ring with anybody like that in his professional career. Um, 
But at this point, I I'm I'm I've kind of given up. Like that we've we've the boxing community has done a good enough job of bamboozling the public into thinking that Javante Davis is on the level of Lomachenko. Um, a lot of people are making that argument. Put them in the ring together. Loma's way better. Yeah. And I think this, we've been saying that Lomachenko needs to move up to get a money fight and to get in the public eye. This is a fight that he can take. I think he has the advantage. He wins it, I think, pretty convincingly, pretty easily. I'm not trying to take anything away from Javante Davis. Just Loma's that good. Yeah. But he can show everyone, yeah, I'm the real deal. And this will have the public eye. Yeah. If it is. Oh, yeah. And you you move up after that, it's what everybody's kind of expecting. That's what we should be. You know, there's there's really not a lot of other guys there. You beat Campbell. This was a guy at the top of the line. You beat Linares. You know, you you go now down a little bit and beat the next guy up in the public eye. There's not much else there. There really isn't much in the weight class for him. He's got to move up. Yeah. Now listen, show Showtime Boxing. Listen, Bob Arum. Listen, Top Rank Boxing. You already have a Showtime guy going up against a Top Rank guy February 22nd in what is supposed to be Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. Imagine a co-main event with Vasily Lomachenko and Gervonta Davis Ooh. on that card. <laughs> that's that's a good card. Let's 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 make it happen. Let's, let's make that happen. Let's start 2020 off right yeah. with <laughs> Shout out from my boy Jace. You heard it here first. Put him on the same card. I love it. All right. Now we're talking about moving on to 2020, but we still have some good fights coming at the end of 2019. Starting off with the fight announcement, Canelo Alvarez is officially moving up to challenge WBO light heavyweight champion Sergey Kovalev November 2nd in Las Vegas. This is a super fight. This is a dream matchup for fight fans. This is the kind of fight after the guys retire, you look back and say, what would have happened if Canelo Alvarez had moved up and fought Kovalev at the end of it? You know, Kovalev still got it. He may be toward the tail end, but he's still like one of the best in that division, if not the best in that division. Um, coming down to this is these, this is a fight you sign in a video game that rarely happens yeah. in real life. Tune in for that one. Holy yeah. cow! Now I was talking with my with my boy about this fight when it got announced. He sees it as Canelo doing the Floyd Mayweather approach, picking his opportunity to go after Kovalev who's in the later stages of his, his career. But me, I'm saying Kovalev called him out first off. Yeah. And second off, Can- Canelo's tough. He doesn't back down from a challenge. He's going up. He already fought Triple G twice, and you yeah. can arguably say that Canelo beat Triple G twice, even though he, he has the win over Triple Gs. That, that's all. He's fought. Every, you can give him a Andrade. You can give him a... Yeah. Charlo, but but those guys aren't Kovalev, and yeah. this is a money fight, a yeah, super yeah. fight. Both guys want to get paid. It's hard to blame them for that. And I totally disagree with your boy that this is a this is a cherry picking type of instance. If you're cherry picking, and you come up with Sergey Kovalev, yeah. you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> he's not too young. He's not too old. He's not past his prime. This isn't cherry picking. They're cherry picking a money fight here. Man, especially going up in weight. And he's going up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is not that. No, I, I disagree. 
right, moving on, moving on. We got another fight announcement. World Boxing Super Series. We talked about a couple weeks ago. They reconciled their differences with WBA junior welterweight champ Regis Prograce. And they have saved the unification bout against IBF junior welterweight Josh Taylor. This is something that I'm glad happened. I'm glad they were able to find the money and work it out. Because that's a fight we need. We need bigger fights like this. We need unification belts in boxing. This is a this is a great fight. We've talked about the four guys at the top of that division. This being one of the toughest divisions in the in the sport. Um, that being said, it's a little anticlimactic. They sign the fight, yay, and then then ah, oh, and then yay, and ah, oh, and I and I hope they fight. We'll yeah. see what happens. I'd love yeah. to see them, and I like progress in that fight. But uh, either guy could win. It's one of those yeah. fights I'm not at all sure of. And, and I mean, top of their game. This is just another one of the great fights that we have lined up for the the, the end of the year because there's so many good fights coming up. It, another one just got announced: former cruiserweight champ Alexander Usyk makes his heavyweight debut October 12th in Chicago against the unbeaten star kickboxer Tyron Spong, who held the record for the hardest hitting punch. I don't know how they calculated that, but he used to hold the record for that. So so this could be tough. This guy, uh, Spong, actually isn't just a, like a celebrity from the yeah. – he, he can fight. Yeah. He's got some legitimate wins on his record. And uh, Alexander Cover Your Mouth Usyk is coming up in weight. So – um, I like Usyk. I think he should have a fairly dominant performance here. Uh, Spong is 69 in box rack versus number one cruiserweight. Yeah. So you got to take that into account that he's coming up in weight, and this is probably a good measuring stick for both yeah. of them. For both of them, because we're going to find out how good they are. I mean, yeah. Spong at least. <laughs> Spong, Spong does have a little bit of notoriety, so I think it is good for Usyk because – that was uh, what. However, they did calculate the hardest hitting punch. Spong got that yeah, record yeah. for a bit, but so so I there is notoriety, and he is a star kickboxer. Spong, so so the, this is notoriety. Usyk desperately needs that because yeah. he is a dark horse right now. Yeah, yeah. Especially coming up to heavyweight, and I just can't wait to see what He's he looks a monster like at heavyweight. To still be an unknown. Yeah, Usyk is a, is a beast to still be. As I get as little notoriety as he does. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what he brings coming heavier heavyweight. Yeah, kind of like fun. it. Now, with all the good fights we have announced for the rest of the year, we ha- we sadly have YouTubers. Logan Paul and KSI are going to make their boxing debut November 9th in the main event in a six-round cruiserweight bout on zone in Los Angeles. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. Stick to YouTube. You guys aren't pro fighters. You guys are not pro fighters. And what's sad about this, what's sad about this is people are going to watch it. People, This might make more money. I would not be surprised if more people tuned into this 
than Canelo and Kovalev. Because that's just the way the world is right now. <laughs> I love that you're so fired up about it. It's this. absurd. Listen, listen. Now, the boxing purist inside of me totally agrees with you. But the president of Scrub Scraps sees this as something completely different. I'm going to come back to this fight in the flurry. All right. But we are learning something with this we, that we should have learned a long time ago that Tanya Harding and Screech tried to teach us. That people tried to teach us with two bums and a cheeseburger. I'm not saying all of these are good ideas and my boxing purist inside of me is real fired up that we are letting this circus go down. But I do other stuff, and uh, this is the other stuff. It's in there. All right. So we'll get back to it. But I, I'm super fired off just from them making this fight and putting <laughs> it on the main event to yeah. the zone. Yeah. But the real spit in the face for us boxing fans is Eddie Hearn comes out, and he says, we're looking to add Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney to the undercard. There's the proof. There's the this proof. There's the proof that Scrub Scraps can work. You're putting the boxers on the undercard of the, tro the well, internet celebrities. <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, no. It hurts my they brain. They should be allowed, and so should everyone else. And yeah. if you are... Because we're, we're talking about Kovalev and um, Canelo and Tank and Loma, and you're getting a great fighter versus a great self-promoter. Yeah. In every one of these fights, we're looking at where we have to balance the money versus the notoriety. Yeah. And the skill level of the fighter. And try to get good fights out of all of that crap. Because people want to say Gervonta Davis, and he's not even in the top ten yet. He's just not. I don't put him there. I don't think anybody should put him there, you know? Yeah. Some homers put him at number one, but here it is. Here's the proof. You can do it totally the other direction. We have it all focused on skill. You can go the complete other direction and still win. Yeah. The, the boxing fan in me wants to cancel my DAZN membership <laughs> for a month and just in spite Give of Give them some fight. time to think about what they've done. But the thing with that is I won't be able to watch Canelo and Kovalev because that's the week before. So, I, uh, I, oh, yeah, this, no, I, get it. I hate this. And and I like Billy Joe Saunders. And I like yeah, Devin Haney. Yeah, so yeah. I, and I, he can fight. Gosh darn it. Speaking of Devin Haney, let's move on to the previews for this weekend. Starting off the Friday night. The zone card. They don't want to go up against ESPN's card this week. Because Devin Haney and Zar, I, I'm not. Abdulev. Abdulev battle for the vacant WBC interim lightweight title. That's a mouthful. Um, I don't see Devin Haney losing this fight. Um, 13 and 15 on box rack. It should be a good fight. The, the biggest problem I have it, with it is the sanctioning bodies, these alphabet warriors wanting yeah. to call everything a title fight. And you get 13 versus 15, and it somehow becomes a title fight. How many titles do we have to give away? That's just a trinket for whichever's the better guy yeah. on this night. Um, don't sleep, Abdullah, but I like Haney. Okay. He's already signing a Sanders for Saunders fight. I mean, he obviously is pretty confident in himself as well. All right. And I, I like I, this I. Don't think is going to be the co-main event, but I 
It's an interesting fight also on the DAZN card. Heather Hardy makes her return to boxing to defend her WBO Women's Featherweight Championship against Amanda Serrano. Heather Hardy took some time off, went to Bellator, tried to make it as in MMA because she was she's the WBO champ, yeah. but she's fighting the first fight on the card. So I think at Bellator, she made a name for herself, drawn in some of the MMA audience. So hopefully that will help her succeed and get uh, pushed to the main event scene in boxing. Cross-promotional stuff. Yeah, this is a great fight. Um, Hardy, has she's, she's taken some damage. She had to uh, Shelly Vincent. Was a great fight, tough fight for both of those ladies. And um, Serrano's the champion of the uh, – she's coming up from Superfly, though. So she's coming up in weight. I think the person who's better at their weight class is the one who's coming up, a la Canelo and, and Kovalev. The one coming up okay. is the better one. So I think yeah. Serrano's probably better than Hardy. But to come up and put champion against champion, this is a – um, you know, Chad Dawson and Andre Ward did it not too long ago. Yeah. It's another one of those. And, uh, it's hard. That's hard to pick a winner in that fight. Yeah. I, I mean, you said Heather Hardy took some damage. She has in her boxing career, but especially in the MMA. Career, oh yeah. If you saw that second MMA fight, she bloody is all hell. Taking got, elbows uh, and knees worse than punches. She got so. worked over. Yeah. So so, yeah, we'll see. Tough to know what we'll get. Yeah. Bounce back. Hopefully can get the W, but we'll see. You make a top 10 pound-for-pound pound females list, I bet you both of these girls are Oh, on yeah, it. for so, sure. So it, now, should, it should be a great fight. Now, the big card for the weekend, Saturday, live on ESPN+, Plus from Las Vegas, Nevada, Tyson Fury takes on Otto Wallen. For a special WBC belt, I guess Tyson Fury was on his Instagram calling it the Mexican Championship, which I, I don't know, but this this adds to the belt problem. Granted, yeah. Tyson Fury is good enough where he should have a belt, but this is this is this is it's, it's boxing. Well, and the guy he's fighting, this reminded me of uh, Joe Lewis used to call it the Bum of the Month tour. Yeah, where he's just picking guys out. This, this guy, this, 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 this one. Fury will take those bigger fights and has taken those bigger. Then fought Wilder yeah. before Joshua did and got a draw with him. I mean, I'm not downing. And Ruiz was obviously a tough guy, but uh, these last two fights, uh, Schwartz and Wallen, aren't. No. These aren't t championship type fights. This is the type of fight as a heavyweight champion that if you sign, you should get stripped of your belt. Now, like, um, with the Schwartz fight, you could argue it was a, a little bit better than this because Schwartz was young. You can argue he was an up-and-comer, so there might be a little glimpse of Fury losing. But this, Otto Wallen's 28 years old, been in the game a little bit. And like you said, when this fight was announced... This is Otto Wallen. He trained for this opportunity to lose in a title fight. This is yes. He took all those fights, went undefeated. 
I think 20 and 0 just for this yep. opportunity to get a little glimpse of the spotlight. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it could be a better fight than what we're expecting. But I think Fury's just going to take this. For game. the record, his nickname is Body Tech, Auto Body Tech, Wallet. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I guess it's creative. I guess it's unique. I'll keep working on it. <laughs> in uh, in the co-main event, we got Emmanuel Navarrete. Uh, off of less than a month layoff, he defends his WBO junior featherweight title against uh, Juan Miguel Alorde. Uh, I, I I know that this fight is uh, not not a good fight, but I think there's something to be said. A little glimpse, glimmer of hope for. Alorde that Navarrete did just fight like that's a quick turnaround. Did you less see than a the month. fight though? That was yeah, no I, competition I in that I fight ever. This Navarrete, he he's just not getting in there with with anybody of any. If if you were fighting, you know, elementary school kids, you could fight them once a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <you're> right. <laughs> you wouldn't need any injury timeouts or anything. This is this is bad. This is poor, and this seems to be the mo for Never a Test. It yeah. really does. Um, I would rather watch uh, One Direction in a battle <laughs> rap with the Wu Tang Clan. I would rather see that. Yeah, this guy's up there like Oprah. You're getting a title fight, and you're getting it. Yeah. This is not a champion. This is these aren't guys that are okay for title fights. This is like. The beginning part of Rocky, like before the fight, where it's like, hey, you, we ran out of boxers and you're going to get a shot against the champion and you don't stand a chance. That's that's what these guys must be so ecstatic when they get the call from Navarrete's people that they're getting a title yeah. fight as they're ranked like, you know, 157th. You're the next contestant on the fight is right. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yay. Now... This just this idea just popped into my head. I want to run it by you. Was we, it about the battle rap? It looks like it's going to be about, <laughs> about the battle rap. No. All right, go ahead. Um, we have Navarrete, obviously a young kid. Uh, he's a WB. He, he has a belt, and he's taking these fights. Uh, and we saw it as well with Figueroa. He, he has an intern belt. He takes a fight with a guy who doesn't even have boxing shoes on, wearing <laughs> sneakers that they picked up from Home Depot. So these young guys, should there be an age limit on holding a belt? Because these young guys, they can fight so long. It's You, you want them to just pad their stats with these young, you no name. I, ideally... We use the ELO system and have yeah. numbers restrictions. Yeah. So that if your score isn't within a certain distance of another person and it looks like a dangerous fight based on that distance, a la Navarrete and everybody I've ever seen him in the ring with, they shouldn't be fighting one another. We should there there's like science and real numbers we can use. And obviously wins are wins and losses are losses. It puts another you know, another uh piece to kind of figure yeah. in there, but Still, wins are wins and losses are losses. We play to win the game, yeah. right? So, 
But these young guys <sighs> are, they are taking no-name fights and just holding on to the belt as long as they can until, uh, until f- 10 to 15 fights, the, the, the organization decides to go, hey, you actually have to fight this now good guy now. Now you have to fight this guy. Yeah, yeah. That's... uh. Well, and it's why we should have one champion per weight class because you just get so diluted thinking this guy's a world champion and he, you know, yeah, he's just picking out kids at the elementary school. Yeah. You're getting a title fight. So that's it for the preview of fights this weekend. And we are going to end the show like we always end the show. And Jared hit me with that flurry. All right, I'm going back to that Logan Paul KSI fight that you were so fired up about. We're putting great fighters on the undercard of popular fighters. If you open the floodgates on this thing, just may, and these guys, it's because they've got millions of followers and a pretty nice bankroll that people are willing to kind of sponsor this. But do they necessarily need that? If we have. 20 fights like this and we're short rounds short fights short attention span theater get them in and out of there and it's the people that know them it's more about the story and the name recognition than the skill level of the fighters number two boxer pay wise last year conor mcgregor it's about the show and the name and not the skill level so let's separate the fights where we're really looking for the more skilled fighter from the popularity fights. Let's have a lower level that, that includes Logan Paul, KSI, Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly, Rachel Ray and, and Martha Stewart if they want to go out. Like whoever, because people will yeah. watch that. We've lost sight of the fact that we're the, the tickets we're selling are based on stories and name recognition and not skill level, which is why Loma fights Tank Davis. It's why Kovalev fights Canelo. It's why everybody wants to fight Floyd Mayweather Jr. And why Floyd Mayweather Jr. is fighting MMA guys and kickboxers. Yeah. And the answer is scrub scrubs. It's, it services all of these parts and I haven't touched. That's that's from the boxing side. Logan Paul and KSI prove why Scrub Scraps works. And from a psychological side, that's the part I always love to talk about. But the part I don't talk about, the boxing part of it. These guys have done all the work for me. I talked about celebrity boxing. I talked about the original um, bum fights. Yeah. These are things that there were parts of Tough Man. There are parts of it that worked. And parts of it that didn't work. Let's use the parts that work and fire this thing off. Really, really profit by helping people and financially off of what people actually want to see, which isn't the best fighters in the world anymore, unless they're the very best in the world. Those middle guys, I want to see them when they sucked, making transitions and, ooh, he was better than the last time. We miss that whole part. By the time they get on TV, they're so badass that we never get to see them grow. And then we're missing the story. We're cutting out the part we want to see the most. Yeah, I I agree with that. But also, Logan Paul and KSI, I guess they had another fight earlier. 
mm-hmm. that was like an amateur Close. fight, yeah. wearing headgear and all that stuff, being very protective. The thing is, is none of that shows that they should go pro. Like, they, they each had a couple fights, I guess. I've seen a little bit from each. Yeah. I'm not I'm not. They don't deserve this day. light. They don't deserve to exactly. be pro yeah. at all. So I don't it's disrespectful to the undercard. It's disrespectful yeah. to the sport. Yeah. We need to separate this out and have a spot for it. Yes. Where people are allowed. If a punch is thrown in the state of Connecticut, it's illegal. We cannot consent to practice boxing as two grown men just outside in the parking lot. Consent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't do that. We're stopping in between. It's a real learning practice type. It's illegal. It qualifies as assault. There's no way to do that without having... You license with me at USA Boxing, me license with USA Boxing, then we'd have to license the parking lot as an official USA Boxing gym. Otherwise, that's completely illegal. And if we have beef with each other, the trainers aren't going to let us do it under those circumstances. So there's no way to settle. How do these guys settle this without shooting each other, without trolling each other online? Is there a way to, well, let's just figure out how tough you are? There isn't. It's illegal. Let's fix that and open the floodgates on this thing because this is what the people want to see. And it sucks for the boxing purist. We're like, let's get this out of our game. But there is a spot for it. So let's get it a spot and then get it out out of our game. Right? Yeah. Just separate the two. Don't hate it. Just believe that the two should be separated. You feel Um, me? Yeah, I got that. All right. Uh, We had a show. Short show today, uh, not not a lot of current events, not a lot of stuff to recap. Lots of preview, so stay tuned for those fights, watch them, and come back next week as we talk about them. And that's going to be it for the show. Jared, if the fans want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you? Um, Scrub Scraps on all the social media sites, and uh, we've got a group on Facebook, we've got a qu- Twitter page, Instagram, Nice Scrub Scraps. As well as you can always follow the show at Throwing Jabs on Twitter, as well as like the Facebook page, as well as check out the the website, throwingjabspodcast.com, where we have all the episodes, blogs, just everything you need. So check that out as well. And that will be it for the episode. Hope to see you guys next time, and peace out.